You are now listening to The Model Health Show with Sean Stevenson. For more, visit themodelhealthshow.com. Welcome to The Model Health Show. This is fitness and nutrition expert Sean Stevenson, and I'm so grateful for you tuning in with me today. We've got a very, very, very special guest here on the show for this episode. And it's so interesting because his book is the first book that I read together with my oldest son, Jordan. And Jordan has uh, just started his senior year of high school. And it was just such a great experience. We read this together over the summer. And after each set number of chapters, we'd have a conversation. And I begin to see these light bulbs go off because a lot of folks, you know, over the years working in my clinical practice would ask me about how do I, how do I influence my kids? How do I influence my parents? And you might've heard the statement that you can't be a prophet in your own land. And of course we can communicate and extend and help instill knowledge in our, in our loved ones. But sometimes it's easier if there's an outside voice and perspective to help to encourage them and to change their perspective. And Tim was definitely somebody who did that for me and for my son. And so I don't even think he knows how valuable he is in my own life personally. And so we're gonna be talking with him and his incredible story and just provide you with some huge insights to really take things to another level because it's about time, all right? But before we do that, traveling, I'm here in San Diego, all right? It's beautiful, sunny days, but I gotta be honest, when I'm traveling, it can be difficult for a lot, and a lot of folks experience this, especially when you're jumping time zones with getting your sleep back on track. And one of the things that I use, especially when I'm traveling and changing time zones, is Rishi, and I use this from Four Sigmatic, and this is why. So this was pharmacology, biochemistry, and behavior. Did a fascinating study and found that Rishi was able to significantly reduce sleep latency. So this means that you fall asleep faster. Also, it improved overall sleep time. Also, it was proven to uh, improve overall sleep quality. So this means that they had more efficient sleep cycles. So this is high quality REM sleep and also non-REM anabolic sleep as well. All from this, and by you don't have to get a prescription, all right? This has been used literally for thousands of years. And I get it from Four Sigmatic because it's dual extracted. And that means that they're doing a hot water extraction and an alcohol extraction so that you actually are getting the compounds you're hearing about in a study like this, all right? They're doing it the right way. Simple, easy to use little packets. I pour hot water in and I'm good to go, all right? I had some last night. This is a big part of my overall wellness strategy, but especially when I travel. So highly encourage you to check them out, foursigmatic.com forward slash model. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com forward slash model. And you get 15% off this and all of their other incredible elixirs, mushroom coffees, uh, mushroom hot chocolates, if you want to have a little bit of fun. And I just think they're one of the favorite and best things ever on the planet, all right? So pop over there, check them out, foursigmatic.com forward slash model for 15% off. Now let's get to the Apple Podcast Review of the Week. Another five-star review titled, My Go-To Health Podcast and So Much More by Seattle Bookworm 33. This podcast became a regular of mine immediately. I love the way Sean explains complex health, fitness, and life principles in a way that is so clear and simple. His explanations of the research studies that back up claims is one example. I don't have to just trust his word. He provides the reasoning and evidence that has convinced him. And that makes me more likely to allow those principles to truly change me because I become to believe them for myself, not just go on someone else's belief. 
Thank you so much, Sean. This podcast is changing my life. All right. Thank you so much for leaving me that review over on Apple Podcasts. It means so very much to me. And listen, if you've yet to leave a review, please pop over and leave a review for the show. It means it means the world to me, truly. And on that note, let's get to our special guest and our topic of the day. Our guest today is a living legend. All right, we've got Tim Grover on the show, the author of this incredible book, Relentless, which again, I read this together with my son, and it really was a powerful experience for both of us. This guy has worked with, you name it, Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade, uh, Michael Jordan, guys, uh, Hall of Fame athletes, and also entrepreneurs, all right? People who are looking to take their game to another level in their businesses as well, and just life overall. He's an incredible figure. He's somebody who's accomplished a great deal, but we're getting today to see some of the behind the scenes and some of his story and how he gets to, got to where he is today. And so very, very excited and grateful to welcome to the Modern Health Show, my man, Tim Grover. How are you doing today, Tim? I'm well, Sean. Yourself? I'm doing great. Great. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. So I would love to start with your superhero origin story. All right. So... I talked to you a little bit earlier about my friend Bedros Koulian, uh-huh. and I thought about him several times reading your book. Bedros talks about this immigrant edge. This is what he kind of came to this country with this, um, he, he felt was an advantage in a sense. And your story is a little bit similar. So first of all, how'd you, how did you get into this game in the first place? How'd you get here and get to work? Well, uh, I was always interested in fitness. You know, I'm still, the fitness is still my number one love. Mm-hmm. All right, it is. But there's so much more to fitness than just the physical part. When you play, when you go, when you're an athlete in high school, you're an athlete in college. It's all about the physical. Physical. They give you the physical training. They give you this, but no one really tells you what goes on, what goes on up in here. Right. So, I was blessed enough to play college basketball. I had an injury early in my career, and when I started school, it was just like everybody else going to college. What are you going to study? I have no idea. Right. You know, you don't know what's going on. And kinesiology was being offered the first quarter. Yes, I said quarter. When I went to school, college, that's how long ago. They wasn't semesters. <laughs> it was quarters. <laughs> and um, kinesiology, which is, you know, for people that don't know, it's basically the movement of joints and muscles and so forth. Yeah. And somebody suggested I take the class. And I took the class, and I immediately fell in love with the topic. Mm-hmm. I was just like, all right, th- this, is, this is for me. Mm-hmm. Then people were, you know, I tried to explain to my parents what it was and they really didn't know it. And you talk to other people and they say, oh, you're going to be a gym teacher. And I was like, <laughs> right. mm, I said, no, I have other ideas, but yeah, if that's what you want to call it right now, I'm not in, the, I don't want to get in that discussion with you. So that kind of led me and I've always been athletic. And one thing that was, I was a very heavy kid, mm. but I was always athletic. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, I was I one of the know fat, that. yeah, I was one of the fat kids that could move. So <laughs> that's trouble. <laughs> yeah, that's trouble. You know, so you'd look at you, you'd, and I was short too back then. I remember when I was going to freshman year of high school, I was four eleven, hundred eighty five pounds. No way. Yeah. So you wow. could, yeah, but I could, I was still like I could, I could still run, I could still move laterally, I could do things longer than other individuals could and it wasn't because i was in better shape i just knew how to push myself a little bit Mm. more than the other individuals and then i started to think about you know it's not if you don't have the physical gifts how do some of these individuals not only in business or in athletics continue to achieve over every over everybody else yeah you know 
and it start it starts with hair. I gotta ask you because you had this early on. You knew that there was something, you know, as you're pointing upstairs at your mind. Where did where did you pick this up? Because I knew in in a book like this and a story like yours, it wasn't something that you started picking up later in life. Like, of course, you mastered, but early on, you must have had something about you. Where did this come from? Actually, I'm the one. You know, people say, "Where do you find your? You know, where do you find your energy? Where do you find your knowledge? Everything." I'm the person I can say I actually got it from my parents. I saw them struggle. I saw them provide. You know, they came over from. You know, we. We migrated, uh, my parents migrated from India to England, then from England to here. Mm-hmm. And I've seen, you know, I saw the struggle. I saw the uh, the edge that my dad and my mom had to always to have a better life and the things they had to sacrifice and they, they did. You know, you can learn so much if you just sit back and just watch. You know, everybody's always wants to talk and have an answer or for something. If you just sit back and observe people and observe the world and observe individuals that are able to empower you without even saying a word, just do just do their just do their actions. Because everybody can talk a story. Everybody can tell you, "I'm going to do this" or "I'm going to do that," and they tell you about the story about I was homeless and I was this and you know and you can do it and all that. But when you actually see individuals from where they were and it's out there all the time Mm. you know just like you see a transformation in an individual from a physical standpoint Mm. you know the mental aspect has to change first and it's no difference in working out or it's no difference in a person um you know who's an entrepreneur who's a business who's a business individual you just sit there and watch like people you know you see on instagram all the time and people they talk about everyone loves to show off their cars and their big houses and their watches and all that stuff i don't see that stuff i try to look at the individual and try to understand their story of how they got to that how they Mm. got to that place right and that that's what impresses me not the houses and all that's you know that's all obtainable by any one of us yeah but it's that edge how did that person get that how did that person get that edge to do what what they do and if you look close enough it's around you you just have to be willing to find it and then willing to understand what you need to do to have that become a part of your life oh, i love it man that's I wasn't expecting to hear that, but it's just basically just paying attention, right? Just paying attention. It's, yeah, if you look at it, the, especially with these generations now, and you know, you, obviously I just got a chance to meet you, meet your boys out there. There's so much to be, it's so easy for the, everybody to get distracted now. I mean, it's literally, they, there's distraction, you, they, you carry it around with you. You carry it around with you. And I always say, it, it's amazing. I come from a, a generation where, well, I'm gonna say this to your listeners, and I don't even know how many are gonna even know this. If you had to find something, you had to go to a library. You had to go a what? do a lot. Li- yeah, exactly, a <laughs> library, and yeah. then you had to do what's known as a Dewey Decimal System, where oh, you had to yeah. do a card count. <laughs> See, you understand yeah. where you yeah, had to yeah. look up the resource, and when you got a book, you only had a certain amount of time with it because the library needed right. it back I'm for somebody. Need that book back. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna need that knowledge back. <laughs> so somebody else, somebody else is gonna have that. So you were you were a lot more focused because yeah. your time was limited. Now here, it, it's you you have access to so much more information, but why are people doing so much less? Mm. You know, you, you know, it, it, you have clients. You you know, you've had success with so many clients, and then you see individuals that. They're at the gym every single day, 
for years <laughs> and they look exactly yeah. Yeah. the same. Why? They may be they may be focused in the gym. They may be distracted outside the gym, or you get individuals that are really distracted in the gym. They, how much time do they spend finding the right genre on the music? You know, oh, right, I worked right. out for three hours. Well, you spend two and a half hours talking on your phone, right. FaceTiming, and watching YouTube. Yeah. You know, you get in, and and you get I out. I saw somebody sitting at the shoulder press chair playing solitaire on their phone. Yeah, I'm like. And I did need that seat. You know, right. And, and it's funny. And then they'll come to you because you're an example of what you speak about and you look it and you walk it and they'll be like, well, excuse me, sir, how'd you get like that? And you want, yeah, well, you can't do that. Then they become offended because you just told them the truth. Right. Get off your phone. Get off your get off your phone and do and do the work. Yeah, you know so many things, so many with this. There's so much distractions out in here. You got, and to avoid those distractions, you got to really be focused. You got to really have that energy going in a direction that you want you want it to go in. Because remember, energy is all around us, and it yeah. pulls us in every single direction. It's your job to take that energy and decide which direction you want to put it towards. Right. Absolutely, man. And you are the embodiment, and what you talked about in the book is something that uh, is just so powerful, just a really powerful understanding is that where the mind goes, the body will follow. And really here in the book, and I love how you start off saying, you don't need me to tell you what to do, right? There's so many, who would want somebody to tell them what to do? Nobody's waking up like, I can't wait for people to tell me what to do today. But you're gonna give people those tools to change their mindset to make decisions for themselves. At some point, you can't wait to have somebody else light your fire. They can teach you how to do it. Then you gotta light your you gotta light your own fire. Okay, your whole life, if you think about it, everybody's always telling you what to do. And you, think, you know, when you were a kid, don't do this. Sit down here. You can't do that. You can't do that. And then, then you get older. You your mind and body gets trained that way to always to follow instructions, waiting for somebody to you know. Here's the you need to follow this ten step program. Everyone already knows what to do. <laughs> And we go back because we're both fitness people. In order to get in shape and to lose weight, yeah, you can get into counting calories and microns and all this other stuff. Move more, eat better. Let's start with that. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Everybody knows that. You know, we say that no one's lost a single pound by reading a diet book. <laughs> right, right. You got to put the action behind yeah. it. You got to follow. You got to follow what it says. Every diet out there works. It works, yeah. whether you know whether it's a good diet or not. It works if you do it and you stick with it. Yeah, that's so true. You know, I've literally said this statement so many times because the tactics on losing weight or transforming your body are s ridiculously simple, right? So, like you just said, move, eat good food, <laughs> get some sleep. You know, but why don't people do it? And it's really because of that mindset shift that needs to take place. And so many people I feel are, they're so, they're so stuck and they're so clinging to that old identity. It's really like an identity shift mm -hmm. that you're encouraging with the, the way that you write and what you're talking about. And you talk about this concept of being relentless. So first, what, what does that mean for you? Like, what does it mean to be relentless? Well, being relentless is having a mental focus and having a mental energy that is all about results. It's all about it's all mm. about results. You know, it, it, and people 
when you think about results, it could be in anything you do. It just isn't just about, you know, individuals always measure success and if this person's relentless about how influence they how much influence they have on an individual, how much money they have. No, mm-hmm. you have teachers that are totally relentless. You have bus drivers, you have individuals in everyday life. You know, you look at just these people that are sitting here putting the show together. Okay, being relentless is are the mics in place? You know, the gentleman stopped us earlier. No, we need to change that. Yeah. Paying attention to those little details matter. It's a relentless is a mindset. It's a habit that you create within yourself where you accept you accept only perfection. You're never yeah. going to reach perfection, okay? But knowing that that's what you're all, knowing that's what you're always chasing, and if you know that you're always going to chase that, it's going to make you better and better. And just paying attention to those little details, they can easily come on here. And if this wasn't, if they didn't care about their job and we didn't care about what we were doing here, you know, these these little sound effects, little thing. Majority of the people may not know, but you know, these people know. Yeah. All right. And that's not relentless. Being relentless is paying attention to every single detail so you can get that end result over and over again. And keeping that mental energy and keeping that mental focus, which nowadays is so, so hard to do, but it, it can be done. I mean, people yeah, are doing it absolutely. all the time. Absolutely. You know, what's the difference between an individual when you work somebody out that if they spend the same amount of time in the gym, all right, you put them on basically the same eating plan and you get one person that gets all the results and you get the other person that doesn't. Yeah, okay, you know, obviously genetics, you know, if you really want to get technical and metabolic rate and all that stuff, which we won't talk about now, but shouldn't they get the same, shouldn't they be headed towards the same goal? And if you're not, well, what's going on? It's something that's going on over here. How many people you come up to you and says, you know, you tell me, you've been following your, you've been following our eating plan. Yeah, yeah. And you already know they're lying. Yeah. <laughs> you already, you can smell it on yeah. them that they're lying. I've, I've seen yeah. it a time or two. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Wow, man, that's so powerful and so true. And, and as you're saying this, because I, I didn't think about what you said earlier until this moment about, you know, I, I remember my, literally my first year of college, I went to a, a private college and it was kind of expensive. I got scholarships and all this good stuff. And first time I went to the library, true story, Dewey Decimal System. Now, I'm not that old, you know? It was the school itself, like when when I went to another school like the following year, they had computers, everything was Mm -hmm. online, but they just hadn't changed over their system. And I realized when you said this earlier, it literally just kind of stopped me in my tracks. We have instant access to all this knowledge we used to have to work so hard for, but now people are executing less. How is that possible, right? And so it just got my wheels really turning. And you talking about this concept of being relentless, I really feel that it's a competitive advantage today. Since so many people are distracted, there's so much that's pulling us in these different directions. If you can focus on that thing and execute, you're just putting yourself in an entirely different universe and it's really not even that difficult. It's just having the courage to kind of do it. It is, you know, there's no there's no secrets out there. You know, I love these people that try to say, oh, you know, my eight secrets to success or so forth. We already, everyone knows what to do. I love how people come in and, you know, you gotta, you gotta outwork the other individual. You know, you gotta get up early, you gotta stay late, you gotta make more phone calls. We all know that. 
we we already know we already know that and it's what you said it's that me- it's being able to take that relentless mental focus block out those distractions and and do and do what you need to do and you know be able to finish you know everybody can start something hmm. how many people do you have you know in the fitness industry or in entrepreneurship or whatever everyone starts things hmm. but how many people actually have the ability to finish something yeah this brings us to a good segue with these three categories of of people Mm -hmm. that you define in the book can you talk about that sure we define individuals in three ways we define individual as a cooler a closer and a cleaner and actually where i got the concept was when i was in the olympics with michael jordan for the dream team you know that you talk about probably the most talented roster on any team sport ever put together all right and i'm watching all these guys just practice up and down and i I was watching michael and i had already been affiliated with him for a few years before that and i'm just watching him and these are among the best of the best and i'm just like just there's something different about him there's just something different and i just said so you know and the big term in sports is that you know that person's a closer I was like, if you call him a closer, it's you're putting him in a pack that he doesn't belong. He's there's something in that in that individual. And then I came up with a term as a cleaner because no matter what you threw at him, all right, he got you that end result over and over again and the job was done spotlessly. It was just like it was just done. I said, so you can't put them in the same category. So, you know, you take an individual, a cooler, a cooler is an individual. They're average at what they do. Yeah. They're the per- people that come in. You know, you tell them to make 50 sa- uh, sales calls a day. They're going to make 50 sales calls, not 51, not 52. They're going to do exactly what you do. You tell an individual, hey, I need you to do 15 reps. If they can do 20, they're going to stop at 15 because you told me to do 15. Okay, they're 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 good at what they're good at what they're good at what they're at what they do. All right, then you have closers. Closers get you that end result as long as a lot of distractions aren't thrown in their direction. Mm -hmm. So you know you give them a plan. They look at the plan. Not many variables are thrown in there. They're going to get you that end result over and over and over again. But when a lot of variables or things don't, when they don't have the playbook in front of them, and they they got to become very instinctive. They don't always get. They don't always get that end result. They know how to. They know how to deal with pressure, but they don't know how to handle pressure. It's a big difference between. There's a big difference between between the two. All right, and then you get a cleaner. Well, can you talk about that a little bit? Okay, so you get individuals that from a the difference between dealing and handling. Okay, dealing is. You talk yourself into something. I'm gonna play this great game. I'm gonna play this great game. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna get. This didn't happen last time, but this time it's gonna happen. Okay, handling it is actually getting that end result and showing everybody else. They don't. Talk, they don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. You, no one ever questions it. No, and that's that's a main difference between a closer and a cleaner. A cleaner doesn't. A closer never wants the pressure to exceed the pleasure, okay? A cleaner, the pressure is the pleasure. Hmm. 
they want to be in that pressure. They want to be in that pressure situation. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell this story. If you look at um, uh, Michael Jordan, when he, and I use him as a, as an example because you know he's done things numerous times, and I've actually had a, a front row seat, sometimes a seat right next to him for many many years. If you look at the the shot that he made against Cleveland going way back. And, you know, for the younger generation, you can go on YouTube and pull this up. And the whole story behind the thing is Doug Collins was the coach, and he drew up this elaborate play because it was a last-second play, and he was just like, you know, go over here, go, everyone, Scotty, you run here, Michael, you do this, da-da-da. After they break out of the huddle, Michael pulls everybody in, and I know this is PG, so I'll keep it clean. He tells everybody, get the F out the way, give me the ball. Give me the ball. That's the di- that's that's the difference between somebody who's going to handle the price. Just give me the ball. Yeah, man. You know, <laughs> I love it. So, in talking about somebody like Michael Jordan, for example, or Kobe, or the other folks that you work with, I know that a lot of people. One of the first things that would just kind of come up is why would they need a coach or why would they need somebody who's going to kind of help them to take their game to the next level? And that's something that I saw clearly in your book is that these are the people who know that there's another level and they're constantly looking for ways to improve. It's amazing. You have your, your smartest individuals, your most successful people in business, you know, whatever it is, sports, you know, philanthropy, whatever it is. All right. They're the ones that are always looking to go to another level. They're always looking to resources. They're always the ones looking to reach out to reach out to I- I- individuals. All right. They always want to get better because if you take an individual, and again, let's go back to the you know fitness for a little bit. You have an individual that needs to lose you know 20 pounds. Once they get on the program, first five is pretty easy if they stay with the program. Next five is going to be a little bit more difficult. Next three is going to be a little bit more difficult. And then, you know, as it gets on. So if you're at the elite of what you do, to show 1% gain, you got to you, you, you got to really find that edge. You got to mm-hmm. really know, and you got to know what works. You got to know what works for you. You know, what works for one individual may not work, or may not work for another individual. But these individuals know that the competition is... Is chasing them. They they kind of. It's funny. They live in kind of in a world of fear, fear of n- not being afraid, but fear of not being the best. That somebody is going to close that gap. You know, every year when they won championships, the first thing my clients would tell me, "What's next? I got to get better." You literally just won the championship, and they're already <laughs> like, you know, it, it's funny cleaners are at their lowest after the highest event. So when they win right. championships, they're like, oh, they, they exhale for a little bit, now they're like, now their mind is already thinking, what do I gotta do next? Yeah. What do I gotta do here? Because I've gotten a little older, all right, there's another year's passed by, so how do you compete, keep that competitive edge as you get, old, as you get older? Because you know younger guys are coming, so what you got to do, you, you start to sharpen your mind a little bit more. And that's as you get older, as your physical gifts go, your mental edge has to get better. That's being relentless. Yes. And in your book, with the same title, Relentless, you said the statement that 
in order to have what you really want, you must first be who you really are. What does that mean? Sean, how many people you know out there are living somebody else's life? A lot, a lot. All right, so at some point, I always say this, things happen, you know, we all have struggles. You know, you never know what the next individual is going through is through everybody in life is going through something that you know nothing about you know nothing you know nothing you know nothing about so usually when that happens is somebody else comes in and they snatch your identity either you gave it to that person or somebody took it so now you start to live their life they set up real estate in your head they got you thinking the way you want the, uh, the way they want you thinking you need to go back and take your identity back from that you take that back from that individual or the person the individual either took it or you gave it to once you realize who you really are and that's the whole premise is about relentless and we talked about this relentless doesn't tell you what to do it gives you permission to be who you really are we're all born to be competitive none of us are born here just to be average all right we all have the ability to do more we have the ability to get to the level that we that we want you know physically we all have limitations but the mind is it's limitless the knowledge that you can obtain and that you have access to to become that individual that you you're meant to be on this you're meant to be on this planet but then you start living somebody else's you start to live the way somebody else uh lives because you you start you learn you figure out and you stop dealing with adversity and you stop dealing with things that are gonna come at you because you're out there, you're always you're always looking for happiness. How many people are out there always look, you know, if I lost 10 more pounds, I, I, I would be happier, you know. If I was in a better relationship, I would, be, I would be happier. If I had more money, I would be happier. Well, you know what? You can have all those things, but instead of having somebody else do that, you know, you don't go out and find happiness, you create it. And how do you create it? You be created by becoming the person that you are meant to be. Hmm. That's how you. That's how you don't find happiness. You create happiness, and once you can create that happiness, then you start feeling better about yourself. The weight starts coming off. Your mind starts to become more clear. You're able to deal. You're able to deal with more uh, adversity. You know, you have individuals all the time that come up to you when something doesn't go right. What do they do? They put their arm around you and say. It's going to be okay. That's all you got, <laughs> okay? You no, that it's 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 not going to be okay unless you make it okay. Yeah. All right. And first, and if somebody just says okay, we're not put on this on this earth for things just to be okay. There's too many people out there that are already settling for okay and average. No, that's not what we're, that's not what we're put on this planet for. Everybody on this planet has the ability to do something special and it's special to what to you you know you have individuals here that run that are really into you know different kind of charitable events you have people that run unbelie unbelievable you know uh, pet rescues or whatever 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 it is whatever is unique whatever is unique to you all right those aren't not financially aren't you know super rewarding but that's the identity of the person. Right. That's what's unique to those. You know, they are living 
their life of how they want to live, what somebody else hasn't, uh, somebody else wants them to be. Right, man. I thought that was so powerful because you know, especially during this time when we can get so many. My my mother in law calls them borrowed desires, mm -hmm. right? Especially with social media today. Like if I had that thing when it wasn't even on your radar before, and you you stop listening to that inner guidance system about who you really are and what really makes you happy and brings you fulfillment. It might not be making you know six or seven or eight figures. It might be like you just mentioned, running a nonprofit or uh, doing something and getting that fulfillment from something else. But we have this really misconstrued idea that if I get that thing that everybody else has, then I'll be happy. And like you said, that's like folks taking up real estate in our own minds. So it's nuts. Yeah, and it's just think of, you know, from what you just said, if you, we all have instincts. And if you just listen to your instincts, oh, most yeah. of the time they're gonna point you in the right, you know, point you in the right direction. If you just think about how, it's, how simple is it when you're driving, you know, and you'd be like, you know what, yeah, I, you know, this location's on the right, but no, you know, I'm gonna turn left and you go, yeah. I should have listened. I should have listened oh, to my answer. You should have listened. You listen to your gut. And you know, when we talk about closers and cleaners, all right. You know, a, a closer, a closer, you know, trusts his instincts. Okay, a cleaner's instincts trust them. Mm. Mm. No, and and there's these there's these little levels mm. of these what these one percent can do. But we all have the we all have the ability. We all have instincts. You you already know things. A lot of decisions you make in life, a lot of things you do, you already know what the consequences and outcome is going to be. But you still do it anyway. Right. Okay. You still you still you still do it anyway. Man, this is so powerful because I'm I'm a very analytical person and. You know, I'm a scientist, so I'm always looking for the, the data, the proof. How can we replicate something? Right. And some things, and this is also what I really wanted to meld into my show and why I do what I do, is there's some things that we can't explain. And it's beautiful. It is. Part of that is our instincts. Like, we don't have tangible proof of that knowing, but we all experience it. And so when you wrote in the book about trusting animal instincts, I'm like, but what do, what do you say when people say, well, we're not animals? Like, because a bird just within a matter of a certain amount of time, it's gonna be able to fly. Uh, that baby deer, when it comes out, it better get up and walk. Yes. Or that's, you know, the instincts are there. We're a part of that kingdom. Yes, we, we are. We have some phenomenal instincts, mm -hmm. but we allow, again, folks taking up real estate in our, in our minds, also uh, faulty beliefs about reality taking up real estate, and we stop listening to our instincts. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the biggest issues because when you mentioned like just today, I was taking my son to a college visit, and my instincts were telling me to go to a certain parking and I just <laughs> didn't listen. And I ended up spending like five minutes, you know, driving back around. And I, and those are those moments, Tim, that it's just like, I've got to listen to my instincts. And I really like, I get on myself about it now yeah. because every time I listen without fail, something good happens. You know, it might be the, let me not say every time, it might be those little random whatever but if I look sometimes, you know, it might be something that I do in business or it might be something in working with somebody. When I listen to my instincts, it might not seem like it turned out the way that I expected, but there's always a gift in it. Yes. I've written programs. I've sat, just like you, I've sat down for weeks or months putting this elaborate training program for an individual, analyzing all the movement patterns, seeing what's going on, got all the health reports, and I get five minutes into a training program and I'm just like, this ain't going to work. 
It's like, it ain't going to work. It looks great on paper. Everything, like, I got it. I got it down. And the minute the athlete does one move, I said, throw it out. Start all that over. takes courage to do that. It does. It, it, it does. And listen, we're all, we all, we already know. Instead of like trying to force something in there and just going to, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to make this work. I'm going to make because I know the numbers are this way. It, it just, it's just not. It's just with some some individuals, you have to have the courage to say, I'm going in a different direction. I'm still going to get that end result, but I'm going in a different. I'm going in a different direction. Mm-hmm. You know, when you started that, when you first started, you know doing these podcasts and everything you're doing how many different times did you have to change things up and you're constantly still evolving all right like i said you're still chasing that you can go back to everything that you've done and you can sit there and every single podcast that you've done and all the followers that you have and everything you can't say that i've had a perfect one because if you watch something you'll be like that was off i should have asked that question i should have done that and that's those are your instincts that allow you to be better and better each time over and over and over again. Yeah. And, and oh, man, it's just it really makes me hungry for it, you know, just even thinking about it. And I think there's a lot of questions that come up for folks when they read a book like yours, like, you know, where do I fit in this spectrum? And I think that there's because even as you're speaking, like I'm really, really excited and hungry to get better. You know, and at some, you know, looking from the outside in, you might think, oh, this there's a pinnacle like you've reached, but it's not. You know, there's there's always more. There's always more. You just you look at your most competitive individuals. You know, um, Kobe went from retiring 20 years of basketball. Now he's now he's become relentless and is cleaner in the in the bit in the business world. You know, Michael went from playing his 15 years. Then, you know, he's ownership of a team running the most uh, successful shoe brand company I got out them on right yeah, now I noticed I noticed <laughs> him when it first came first came in you know you have or let's take you know Jeff Bezos everybody knows who that is it's the gentleman that you know that Amazon when he first got when he first got in you know I'm going to sit here I'm going to deliver packages to people's homes in 2 weeks and if he was satisfied, he'd been out of business. Then he came up and said, you know what? I'm going to do it in a week. Then I'm going to do it in two days. Hmm. Now I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to have these little things flying over people's houses and dropping packages off on the same day. You know what? That's not even good enough. I'm going to have it so you can have it in an hour. You know, yeah. it's it's always trying to figure out how to knowing there's going to be bumps in the road and once there are bumps in the road you know you're on the right road and constantly figure out a way to do things a little bit better a little bit more a a little bit more efficient a little bit more efficiently not afraid to try not afraid to try through new things not afraid to be embarrassed if things don't work out there's not a single individual on this planet that's had 100% success at everything that they've done just haven't you, you look at all these individuals they've had some massive failures massive yeah you know there's before the show even started i just kept saying there's so many things i want to ask you about and man i want to talk to you about training but the mental side of it mm-hmm. because i think that there's a lot of value to extract from that and what you shared also in your book but just i'm curious myself and we're going to do that right after this quick break. So sit tight, we'll be right back. 
One of the biggest barriers of entry to eating healthy is the expense involved. This is one of the biggest reasons that people use for not buying better products is that it just costs too much. And there are incredible grocery stores, mom and pop spots out there, chain stores like Whole Foods that are great. They're providing a lot of value and curating a lot of great products. Not always great, but a lot of great products. But the nickname is often Whole Paycheck because there's a pretty big markup for the whole process of getting the best products there on a store shelf. And so I really wanted to do something to help eliminate that barrier of entry to help people to get more access to healthy food and to get products that are curated and getting the very best brands that are doing good for people and for the planet. And this is why I utilize Thrive Market. Thrive Market provides many of the same products that you would find in stores like Whole Foods, but at 25 to 50% off most of the retail costs, which is absolutely mind blowing. You could save 25 to 50% off many of your favorite products, your coconut oils, your nut butters, your snack bars for the kids, kale chips, whatever it is you're into. Also personal care products. It's another big thing that's taking place right now is a shift in public consciousness and understanding it's not just what you put in your body, it's what you put on your body as well and getting rid of all these toxic chemicals, but still getting the very best products. Also, household products as well, cleaning products. So you're not putting all these chemicals and things like that that are gonna impact your health and the health of the people that you love. And so they have all the best products, 25 to 50% off and curated in whatever food approach that you subscribe to, whether it's gluten-free, paleo, vegetarian, all of these things are categorized for easy shopping. All right, it's absolutely amazing. I love Thrive Market so much. We save so much money. We literally save hundreds of dollars every year by buying many of our staples from Thrive Market. All right, so head over there right now. Check them out. It's thrivemarket.com forward slash model health together as one word. So that's model health together as one word. And guess what? Not only are you going to save 25 to 50% off of products anyways, your first purchase, you're going to save an additional 25% off your entire cart. All right. It's amazing. Plus also free shipping, plus also free 30 day membership. And you're going to want to keep this membership because it's just going to keep giving back over and over and over again. And giving back is another big thing that Thrive Market is doing because every paid membership, they provide a free membership to a family in need. All right, this could be uh, a teacher, this could be a veteran, this could be a low-income household to keep paying it forward to reduce that barrier of entry so that more people can get access to the very best healthy food. All right, so definitely head over there, check them out, thrivemarket.com forward slash model health. And now back to the show. Welcome back. And we're talking with the one and only Tim Grover about his incredible book, Relentless. And before the break, I mentioned... It's not the tactics with the training. And he mentioned this as well. You could throw the entire program out, but it's operating with instincts. But also in your book, you write, my goal is to make it so challenging in the gym that everything that happens outside the gym seems easy. What did you mean by that? There was something I actually learned from Michael. Michael practiced so hard that the games were easy. He practiced so hard. And it was funny, there wasn't a very few practices that Michael and Scotty ever play on the same team because Michael knew Scotty was the one guy because top defensive player along that he would challenge him every 
single day. So it's, you know, it's being prepared for no matter what is going to be thrown at you, not only physically, but mentally. So you put in the time, you put in the effort, you've put in the research, you know, go back to when, and this is a great lesson for the kids, but even, you know, we had this stuff when we went, uh, when we were in, when we were in school, you had a test, you studied for the test, you'd go to school, you'd be like, no problem. You know, maybe a little nervous, you go in, you got a test, you didn't study. Man, I hope it. Hope we get a snow day. Well, out in San Diego, you're not going to get a snow day, but we're from where both yeah, you and I are from, yeah. the Midwest. Man, I hope we have a substitute teacher. <laughs> you know, Something. I hope there's a fire alarm that day. You weren't prepared. Yeah. You weren't. If you weren't prepared, you have to be so well prepared that it makes everything else easy. Go back to the fit. Go to back to the fitness thing, and you know, people always say that, you know. Working out is uncomfortable. Working out is supposed to be uncomfortable, right? But how uncomfortable is it with type 2 di uh, diabetes? How uncomfortable is it carrying an extra 50 pounds, not only on your heart, but on your joint? How, comfortable uh, how uncomfortable is it with high cholesterol? How, comfortable, how uncomfortable is it having achy joints? If you really go back and think about it, Right, and you you know you know this better than I do. How many things, both physically and mentally, could you just alleviate by exercising, by eating better, and getting the proper amount of proper amount of sleep? All right. So when you know when it's you the root of almost everything. Right. <laughs> so and that but that but that's what I'm talking about being so well prepared. Those individuals that are so well prepared, you don't think so <laughs> they take their workout seriously. Your your most successful entrepreneurs in business, majority of them have a very strict regimen of exercising. It's part of their protocol. Yeah. You can, you can look at you can you can look it up. All right. They eat well. All right. And they get the proper amount they get the proper amount of rest. You know, everyone talks to me, yeah, they all say, Oh man, I work eighteen I I work eighteen hours a day. Yeah, just because listen, just because you put in long hours and hard work, that doesn't guarantee success. It's what are you putting the long hours in and knowing when to say, Hey, listen, you, you have an individual, you can be effective for a certain amount of time. Yeah, you might be able to do two days in a row where you've done 18 hours, but then when after that, is, is your mind really functioning? Is your right. body really functioning at an optimal level? You, ha you have to recover. You know, Kobe used to, <laughs> everybody thinks Kobe Bryant, you should take a thousand shots, at, uh, you know, I took a thousand shots. He didn't take a thousand shots every day. Well, he understood that some days, this is what I'm gonna do, the next days uh, I'm, I'm here. These are the individuals, but they always listen. That, you know, you get the one thing, and we talked about this earlier. Talked about this earlier. How do things become easier? How do things become easier is when you start to listen to individuals that have expertise in other fields, and you put that in action. My first professional client was Michael Jordan. All right, he knew I was never going to play. I've never scored a single point in an NBA game. Now I've scored a basket in every NBA arena when it's empty. I've taken the <laughs> shots up. But 
he knew this individual has an expertise in something that can benefit him. Yeah. And he was willing to listen. And when you're willing to listen, you're willing to adapt, you're willing to overcome, things become easier. They become easier when you expect them, when you stop expecting them to become easier. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I'm starting to really hear that listening is a superpower and paying attention is a superpower. These are the things that you were doing early on. And now to hear this from, you know, again, people that we see as literally legends, the greatest to ever do it. They listened, you know, have an audacity when you're as great as you are to actually listen. And I think it's just this kind of internal fire again to just want to get better and to do it, whatever it takes to get better. But asking I mean, this question. I'm stop you oh, right ahead. there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's an easy thing, all right? If you believe in, if you believe in the way in a higher power or an individual, however, however we were created, all right? How many ears do you have? We got two. How many mouths do you have? One. Listen twice as much as you talk. Listen twice as much as you talk. Simple enough. Simple as enough. I've found recently, and I've been just, again, just paying attention. You know what's so funny? I don't know if I've ever shared this on the show before, but, you know, I grew up, I, I was in different environments, you know, and I, I tended to be, I tended to not fit in, you know, because of my, you know, my, my background and being biracial in one community, um, I was in the minority and then I go to the complete opposite, you know, so predominantly white school, then a predominantly black school. And through that process, you know, I just kind of sat back in the cut, you know, and I was, I probably would be considered a shy kid. And so when people, again, are asking like, well, how did you get to this place? You know, how, what was your, your path to success? I just sat back and listened. I was very quiet, but that doesn't mean that I wasn't engaged. I was paying attention to what was going on around me. And I love this quote that God doesn't call the qualified, God qualifies the called. And so I kind of feel like my life was qualifying me for what I am doing today. Mm. And it was those moments where I might think that it was a disadvantage to not fit in, but I was just sitting back and I was listening and I was paying attention. I was paying attention to people's mannerisms. I was paying attention to how people are moving and talking and, and relating to each other and just taking mental notes. And it wasn't like super conscious, but it's just because I was listening. And it might have even been a result of fear. And this is something else you talk about. We're going to have fears. They're going to be there. You're going to feel nervous. But I think you mentioned to Michael one time because he talks about even him being nervous before big games. And you mentioned something about getting the butterflies moving in one direction. Yeah, it's funny. You know, everyone says, man, I, you know, and being nervous is a part of life. All right. It, it happens. It's something that, you know, it's, it's an instinctive thing. So a lot of people can't control it. They say, man, I always have this thing, you know, man, I got butterflies in this, my stomach. Mm. I said, that's great. You got butterflies. So I make sure they're all going in the same direction. That's right. You know, you control which way you want the butterflies to go. It's just like your thought process. If you, if you got thoughts in here and you got them bouncing around all over the place, you don't have clarity up here. Mm. You don't have clarity. All right, you you have to get whatever direction you choose to go in. All right, you have to have clarity about that. You have to have clarity about that direction. And once you have clarity about that direction, and the and from a physical standpoint and from a um, mental standpoint, you know, people always say, "I want to move forward." Yeah, okay. If you're moving, great. You want to move forward, but you want to move forward and upward. You just don't want to move forward. 
all right if you're only moving forward you're following the pack the 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 idea is to get away from the pack the idea is to separate yourself from individuals the idea is to separate yourself from the pack the more you the better you do for yourself and and this is where society's a little bit i disagree with this you know everyone always says you need to help other individuals you need to be available for this i agree with that 100 percent, but not at the stake of not taking care of yourself because if you can take care of yourself that allows you to do more for yourself and allows you to do more for others but if you if you don't take care of yourself you can't do you can't do more for others so yeah. you know you got sometimes you ha- in order to give more you got to be you have to be a little bit more selfish mm-hmm. and if you become a little bit more selfish in the right way all right you can do more for yourself which is allow you to do more for which allows you to do more for individuals the people that are always telling you you know you're selfish you're selfish those are the individuals that you're constantly doing stuff for <laughs> and that are taking away, taking up your time yeah. right and they have to understand listen i need time for myself just like you know when you you don't reach the subscribers and the status you where you're at you know in this business unless you have time to work on yourself unless you have time to work on your craft and the more time you've had to work on yourself the more time you've had a chance to work on your craft the more knowledge and information you've been able to help other individuals otherwise this thing could be you could be talking about the same topic that hundreds of fitness people talk about every single day it's the same thing over and over and over again you've taken it and you've gone in a direction that's very difficult for people to go in because it requires you to research and put in the time and the thing i said it requires you to put in that time and that time and effort and a lot of people forget how important you is right oh man man that's a mic drop right there that's (laughs) man that's so real you know, um, again, there's so many things I want to ask you about, but having having this in front of us, this opportunity to get better, to improve, we're also going to fail. And all of these incredible athletes that you've worked with over the years, they failed numerous times, but they don't see failure in the same way that the average person does. So can you talk a little bit about that, what you've seen consistently with them? Failure is a failure is a learning, failure is a learning, failure is a learning process. All right. It's never failure. It's only failure if you don't learn from it. If you learn from it, it's not, I don't, you can never consider it failure. All right. So that's how, that's how you got to kind of look, you got to kind of look at it. Uh, these individuals that everybody's going to fail it so you're not going to hit every game winning you're not going to hit every game winning shot you're not going to throw the perfect uh you're not going to throw the perfect pass for the touchdown every every single time but are you willing to learn from that process you know i have people always say i love how this uh, they they say this all the time you know you learn more from losing than you do from winning your top of the top people learn just as much from winning as they do from losing. They, it's a constant learning process. Mm-hmm. If you have a constant learning process, are you really failing? Okay, you only fail when the learning process stops. You know, we have a big thing about, <laughs> especially you have kids now. You know, yeah. how old are your boys? Uh, one is eighteen, and the other seven. All right, they know it all. Absolutely not. not <laughs> okay. <even close. laughs> But it's funny, the learning process starts when you realize you think you know it all. Yeah. 
right, and dangerous. that's 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 a dangerous part. So failure is all, you decide if you failed at at you failed at something. All right, that's your decision. To, that's your decision. And if you decide you failed at something, you figure out a different way to get that end result. But as long as you continue to constantly learn and don't let that failure beat you up, you know, there's people that are constantly it's something that they failed at way many many years ago and, and they 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 just it, it's kind of just continues to eat at them over and over and over again well you need to either you, you're never going to forget about it but you can't constantly think about it you know the greats the greats they 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 remember their failures you know they they could tell you to the detail you know you talk right. to your greatest entrepreneurs you right. tell them they'll tell you every business idea that didn't work well every stock that they bought that didn't that didn't go and what do they do they just they use it as a learning thing and they laugh at it did they forget about it no but they don't constantly think about it people that people that people that don't know how to use failure they're constantly thinking about that fi- that failure moment. Yeah. And when you're constantly thinking about the failure moment, you're not in the moment. Your greatest athletes and your greatest business people, and I say this all the time, thinking to them is a distraction. Because if you're thinking, you're not in the moment. You're In order to be in that 1%, or not even that 1%, that yeah. 0.001%, the zone is not about thinking. The zone is about clarity. It's about being able to let your instincts do everything that they're meant to do. It's not thinking about, it's not thinking about the failures. It's you're in the moment. How many times can you talk to an individual that they can tell you, I'm in the moment? Not many. Yeah, not today. Yeah, not today. Not with all the distractions. This all ties back to what we talked about earlier. It's with the distractions. You get distracted so easily. You're never. You're never in the moment. And I'm not talking about just. I'm just talking. Not talking about. You know, work. I'm talking about when you're with your family, when you're with your yeah. kids, when you. You know, whatever you're doing, be in that moment. Because if you're not in that moment, you're gonna miss that moment. And sometimes you don't get that missed opportunity or that missed moment back. That's a failure. Yeah, man. Tim, I just want to talk to you forever. <laughs> to be to be real, this is just phenomenal, and um, I'm so grateful for you just taking the time to be somebody who's dedicated to mastery and continuing to even now just impacting the lives of so many people. And it's a powerful statement to say my first professional client my first professional athlete client was michael jordan and that says a lot about you and your character and putting yourself in position to have the impact that you've had and so i just seriously as much as a person can uh from sitting from the place that i am i think you're amazing and i think that um your story is just remarkable and i'm excited to see what you do next thank you you know i'm really touched and for all the listeners out there and everybody that's watching you don't know the relentless pursuit of getting this thing done, how many times we had to schedule and yeah. reschedule and so forth. But when you give an individual your word saying, hey, we're going to make this happen, you make it happen. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thank you Appreciate so much, it. Tim. 
Can you let everybody know where they can find your book and where they can connect with you online? Sure. The website is timgrover.com. Our Instagram and Twitter is at Attack Athletics. The book is available on the website. It's available on Amazon, Audible, you know, paperback, hardcover, whatever, whatever, whatever you want. And then we also have a, you know, a training platform that we've put together called the Relentless System, which is a virtual training program. You can literally have me with you. 24 7 i don't know if that excites you or pisses you off but <laughs> hey you know we all need coaching yeah, that's the absolutely. one thing about it every if the greatest individuals everyone need everyone needs a coach to get better everyone needs a coach to hold you accountable that those are the two things if you can get yourself better and you hold yourself accountable at some point you're going to get to the level that you are meant to be absolutely thank you tim everybody tim grover why not learn from the best why not learn from the best coach? And I've got so many nuggets of wisdom from this episode myself, and it's just a reiteration of a couple of things as well, to really strive to be a lifetime student. When you think that you know everything, that's when you get particularly dangerous, not in the good way either. We're talking about a danger to yourself and your success and your potential and your happiness, and also a danger to people around you. Nobody wants to be around somebody who knows it all, first of all. and I've been encouraging for many years, especially a part of this community, really embrace being a lifetime student, right? Embrace not knowing, embrace that attitude of discovery. And you'll find so much joy in that and a continuous unfolding of yourself and your potential. And you'll find that you don't bump into ceilings as much as the next person because of this simple mindset shift of being a lifetime student. Never act like you've got everything figured out because you don't, all right? And also grow yourself, grow yourself as a person. When he talked about this statement, and I'll, and I'll share it again, my goal is to make it so challenging in the gym that everything that happens outside the gym seems easy, right? So it's strategically putting yourself in position where you put yourself under some struggle and some strain and some opposition so that the other things in life are actually quite a bit easier and you grow yourself as a person. And so what I mean by this, if we've got a scale of human potential, we've got a level one you can be at or a level 10 person. And 10 is like Dalai Lama status or whoever you wanna put here, you know, just ultimate enlightenment and, and, and continuous joy. And one is like, you're just trying to survive. If you're at a level three as a person, you've worked on yourself and you got yourself to a level three and a level four problem happens, it's going to destroy your entire life, right? If you've worked and you've made yourself into a level five person and a level three problem happens, this can really take you down. You can be out of commission for a long time, but you can recover. If you grow yourself and you're a level eight person on that scale, and I'm just giving an example, a framework, and a level four problem happens, you could probably handle that on your lunch break, right? So it's really, again, about putting in those reps outside of the situation, growing yourself as a person so that you can show up better and to achieve what's really possible for you. Make sure to pick up a copy of Relentless. Again, one of the books, the first book that I've read with my son, Jordan, and it was really a great process to be able to talk about it and go back and forth with some of the principles in here. And ultimately, again, if you're gonna learn from somebody, why not learn from the best? And definitely check out Tim, follow him, and make sure if you got some value out of this episode, let me know, tag me on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff, and uh, let me know what you thought about the episode, 
Okay, I appreciate it so very much. We've got some incredible episodes coming up, so make sure to be ready. All right, take care, have an amazing day, and I'll talk with you soon. And for more after the show, make sure to head over to themodelhealthshow.com. That's where you can find all of the show notes. You can find transcriptions, videos for each episode. And if you got a comment, you can leave me a comment there as well. And please make sure to head over to iTunes and leave us a rating to let everybody know that the show is awesome. And I appreciate that so much. And take care. I promise to keep giving you more powerful, empowering, great content to help you transform your life. Thanks for tuning in.